0: listening to Youth Ministry Maverick, a podcast about mold-breaking methods to invest in the next generation of the church. Here is your host, Jeff Harding. Hello everybody. This is Jeff. Welcome back to Youth Ministry Maverick. You're listening to episode 35, Connecting with Parents, Part 1. As I mentioned last week, Uh, This will be a three-part series before our big Enneagram project begins uh, the first Tuesday of February. Uh, But when we connect with parents as youth workers, as youth pastors, I think the first key aspect to hone in on is the idea of leveraging influence. When we look back uh, at people who have influenced our lives in a positive way, I think we inevitably find school teachers on that list. Most of us had at least one favorite teacher growing up, right? Uh, And as we got older, uh, those reasons why we favored them probably had more to do with their intentional methods rather than just being the, quote, fun teacher. I know I've personally had several teachers who did more than just simply provide new information and test me for retention, Uh, Their individual passions shined through uh, those routine lesson plans, uh, and I think it allowed me to see the diversity and beauty of people who spend their lives investing in others. Teachers certainly do that, and it made me appreciate the process of exploring things like literature, history, nature, Um, all while being patient with young minds that were curious and relentless with questions. Uh, There was one teacher in particular who I think had a profound impact on me, uh, as she showed me the elements of story and how they engulf our lives. So we would read and discuss uh, classic works like The Great Gatsby, To Kill a Mockingbird, The Scarlet Letter, uh, and we got to see our teacher light up whenever she would ask us to link concepts in the book to real-world problems and perspectives. I remember one week, we were given an assignment to write a descriptive essay, uh, and she sat down with me uh, during an in-between period to go over my paper, and she was very kind and gave me lots of compliments on it, and she asked me why I wrote it. Uh, My essay was about the love we see in the world and how it often falls short of the love we were designed for, and I actually opened my paper with an excerpt from 1 Corinthians 13. Now, keep in mind, this was a public high school. Uh, I told my teacher about how my faith was growing with new opportunities and my plan to go into vocational ministry. She was thrilled, uh, and the few times I saw her long after I finished her class she would always ask me about how my ministry plans were going. Uh, In fact, when I was an education major in college, I went back to her classroom to observe and get some hours for that. And she still uh, kept asking me about, hey, are you on track to still be in youth ministry? And I said, yes, I am. Uh, I will never forget her investment. uh, And it definitely made a positive impact on me in high school. I wanted to share that story uh, for the sake of pointing out some things we are all aware of, but we might not usually think about. As much as we are influenced by good teachers, coaches, friends, uh, we are influenced infinitely more by our parents. That might be a no duh moment. Uh, But while it honestly does take a village, uh, to use a popular saying, to raise a child. It's common sense that your parents uh, have the lion's share of time and responsibility. Um, I feel like my generation, the millennial generation, quickly forgets and overlooks that reality, especially when it comes to ministry. I think we tend to highlight the value of those outside our family who influence us, and rightly so. A lot of studies show that it's good to have multiple people who invest in you. But we should always start with the parents of our students. Uh, The conversations and lessons I experienced with my high school teacher that I described earlier were great. Uh, I've had a thousand conversations with my parents that were just as meaningful. So think about those 18 plus years with them and all the things you remember For every moment or experience you remember, there are probably at least 20 more that you don't. Uh, Parents guide, encourage, discipline, provide you with glorious memories, and set you up for future opportunities. They are also your biggest advocates. Their influence really is immeasurable. Um, So even with the flashiest tools and the most innovative methods of ministry, Um, Those of us who invest in the next generation can't compete with parents, and we should not try. Uh, Every May, I sit down with my parents and the students who are about to enter the youth ministry. I give the parents a resource notebook uh, containing some important things about that summer, uh, what's going to happen as the students transition into the youth ministry, uh, and something that I've mentioned on this podcast a few times. Um, but the first thing I start with is that my number one job priority is to help them. Uh, yes, my main job overall is to minister to their students, but I tell them that my number one job priority, the very top of my job description, uh, and I kind of moved it there. It was on there for sure, but I take it as the top one is to help parents, um, you know, depending on how many years uh, your students are in your ministry, if you started at sixth grade, seventh grade, um, hours wise, um, they're going to spend around five months uh, in those years in youth ministry if they come to every single event that you have every camp, every mission trip, every Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday night, all of that. So obviously, We simply cannot substitute uh, for parents who have spent such huge amounts of time raising, teaching, and molding these students. Uh, But we should certainly help them. Uh, There will always be exceptions to this, of course. uh, At some point, you will have students whose parents will never darken the door of a church or bother to exert any effort in discussing spiritual things with their kids But for the most part, uh, I think our ministries have parents who are willing uh, and able to do that. So we as youth pastors and youth workers, um, if we spend a minuscule amount of energy trying to connect with parents, um, we're actually undercutting our own impact. And that brings me to the final point of this episode we are not responsible to lead the spiritual development of the students in our ministry. Their parents are. Throughout the Old and New Testament, um, you can't escape the stories, references, and commands that pertain to the power and responsibility of parents. Uh, Deuteronomy 6 is probably the most popular passage. Paul's letters to Ephesus and Colossae contain some of the more well-known references as well. And of course, the classic reference in Psalm 22, train up a child in the way he should go. Over the last several years, uh, we have organizations like Orange, uh, Youth Specialties, Download Youth Ministry. Uh, They have all helped provide templates and resources for the vital perspective of empowering and equipping parents if we help guide students spiritually while also reinforcing the support they receive from their parents at home, uh, we as youth workers can jointly craft a safe place for those students to question things, wrestle with their faith, work out important issues for their faith development. um, And maybe we as youth workers are parents ourselves. And so we have to think as parents, would we be comfortable letting someone else be the primary voice and source of conversation for important life issues? I think we might joke and sarcastically affirm that. um, But no, uh, in truth, we cherish those conversations with our kids. And it's our job to have those conversations in important times of molding and guiding them. Uh, So, if you're a parent listening, please let youth workers and pastors help and equip you and ask them when they are slow to provide those resources. And for those of us who are youth workers, uh, please, please remember to encourage your parents in their role as the primary spiritual leaders of their kids. Well, that does it for today's episode. Uh, Next week, I'll have part two of our Connecting with Parents series. And in that episode, I will lay out some practical ways that we can connect with parents. And I'm sure many of you are already doing that um, with several methods. Uh, And if you are connecting with parents, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, What kind of resources and methods do you use to communicate and connect with parents And I'd be happy to maybe highlight some of those depending on who uses them and uh, for what capacity um, you use them for. And so uh, as we wrap up this episode, I'd love to leave you with these questions. Uh, How many parents do you know in your ministry? And on a scale of one to 10, how well would you say that you are connecting with them? If you haven't already, uh, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it, and I encourage you to share this episode um, with fellow youth workers and ministers who are uh, probably looking for better ways all the time to connect with parents because it's easier to focus on the students because uh, they're students, they're adolescents, right? We got into youth ministry to hang out with them, and it's not always appealing to hang out with uh, adults. And so how can we connect with them well? I would also really appreciate if you could go give us a great review on Apple Podcasts. Um, That is the most popular podcast platform and having great reviews on there will boost our visibility and allow others to hopefully benefit from this podcast. Thanks so much for listening. And until next week, adios.